truck and the trailer and the skidoos. Okay. <clears throat> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number one thousand two hundred and two, December first, twenty twenty three. It was sixty eight degrees on this day in nineteen ninety eight. And it was 15 below back in the covered wagon days of 1893. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushir. And in keeping with those weather records, I have a note from Bruce Road who writes, I just read in our local newspaper, the Erskine Echo, published November 30, 2023. That would be yesterday, isn't it? Yes, Close it? enough. From the Remember When section, that it was mentioned in all three columns that 75 years ago, 85 years ago, and 95 years ago, the paper commented on how warm it was for this time of year. Evidently, this global warming has been going on a long time. And I have proof that there is nothing that could ever come up on this show that will not be answered by GLers. Okay. We We know. No matter how puzzled we become. And how hard we work to find the truth. The honest to God's truth. <laughs> Somehow the movie Home Alone came up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Reavers who wondered, why didn't the kid call the cops? First. He and calls I, it at the end. And then I mistakenly said, well, if you did that, then you wouldn't have a movie. True. And then we left it. But GLers don't leave anything. No, they don't. They're no, no stone unturned. That's right. No button unbuttoned. Nick writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. I may have been beaten to this. See, he thinks, he thinks like other GLers that, well, somebody's going to correct those morons. Yeah. I may have been beaten to this, but I am a few days behind. On 1128 episode, Reavers asked why the kid didn't call the cops right away in Home Alone. Well, he must have been buried in Twitter like usual, because at the beginning of the movie, it is made very clear that the phone lines went down to a tree falling on them. Then referenced throughout the movie is the mom can't call home from Paris. Missed that. It is not until a few days later that the phone lines are operational again. Pushing back and asking why, Nick from Winona. Dang it, Nick, you are spot on. Joe, was that in all caps? No, I gave it the all caps verbally. Oh, okay. But Sorry. Nick's so, right. But Chris, yeah. you watch movies just like you read news stories. You just see the headline. Oh, and why, why are we oh. piling on me today? Yeah. Oh, that was hurtful. Well, okay, hold I'm on. Sorry. Hold up. If Oftentimes when you have to ask that question, you should ask yourself silently, why? <laughs> Here's how I ask myself silently. Hmm. Uh, silently, you can't even... But... I think this might re- okay. Yes, at the very beginning of of Home Alone, when the family does break <laughs> off to take the plane to Paris, the phone lines are down. However, the phone lines are reestablished on the day that the the bad guys try to take over the house. My point, I guess, was why didn't he call the police right then? 
instead of waiting till the very end when they go through the house and tear it apart, and then there's you know chicken feathers all over the joint. He really and, wrecked that nice house. Yeah. He said glue. Plus, tar. he never got to eat his mac and cheese. Right. You know, and he was sitting down ready to have the mac and cheese, and he never really got to have a. I've uh, I never seen it. Oh, it's so such I, a good. I, it's I such a fun movie to watch with your kids. That's I know. My family's watched it a million times. That's a long cricket noise. We were also talking about <laughs> the difficulty the consumer has for uh, shopping uh, because the stores are locking things up behind glass and you have to find someone with a key. And Bert notes that he needed some toothpaste and he went into the Target and the toothpaste was locked up. They had to find what he's calling a wandering key master. <laughs> so it was painless. He got his toothpaste. What if you needed a dozen things in different lockboxes? It could become a real project. And I didn't know this either. At some grocery stores, they keep aluminum foil behind the counter. I didn't know that. Why would they do that, Matt? Why would they do that, Matt? Because people are cooking meth with it. That's right. Apparently huh. it's important in the drug trade. I just threw that out there. But I know, I but accidentally you were correct. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Blind squirrel. Uh, and Bert notes, I think there's a segment of the population who wish life was more difficult for what they consider to be affluent people. What what they don't get is that it gets difficult for the average person. It gets extra, extra double bad for the less fortunate. There's a big difference between coveting the mansion on the hill and burning it down. Wasn't that uh, you two guy, Yoko uh, Ono? What is this? not Yoko? I don't know. Matthew, are you saying you've never smoked a bowl out of a aluminum foil handmade pipe? <laughs> I am. I am thoroughly uh, telling you the truth on that one. Yes, I'm no saint, believe me, but uh, I haven't been in the foil business. If you know what I mean. We were debating, not debating. That sounds kind of makeshift, doesn't it? Arguing. Um, I'm in the middle of the story right now. I am so angry. Why? What are you angry at? I'm going to let Joe take the lead, but I'm hoping you're going to the cigar story, right? I am, Kenny. G good, because I'm my my blood is boiling. I have here in my formerly nicotine stained fingers. Yours weren't nicotine stained, were they? No. You know Set us up, Such, so I can go off on a rant. Let's go. All right. Well, I was I was reading. Uh, I had it in the back of my mind that I saw somewhere on the local news gathering sites that the a lone establishment in Minneapolis where you're allowed to smoke cigars inside is going to be closed. And I was surprised to learn. John looked it up. I was surprised to learn that my gal Latricia Vita is behind that. Uh, that that strikes me as an anomaly with her. Uh, I didn't know she would have done such a thing. But in any event, the, it's called the CC Club. No, it's Anthony's Pipe and Cigar Lounge on Lake Street. That's what we were arguing about. Well, then what the hell? Why did I see CC Club? Uh, I, that's not the point. Let's get to the story. The story is really good. The story about Latricia Vita closing it? It makes no sense. Non-smokers are not going in there. Well, see, I, right. see here, here's, here's the perfect crime. Well, here's the dilemma. I don't have that story. What caught my attention from the center of the American experiment 
uh, a Martha N- story, Najola Moyer. Okay. Or, Kind of a Joe Biden last name for this. Happy birthday. Yeah, really? Happy birthday. No, no, we get that news. Over on your left arm, they're closing a place where you can smoke cigars. But over here, we discover that we're going to spend millions and millions and millions of your hard-earned tax dollars to yeah. subsidize marijuana growers. Yeah. There's something wrong with this yeah. picture. Yeah, there really well, is. Are you kidding me? I I wonder if Anthony's Pipe Lounge, if they served weed, could you smoke? I bet you the city would let you smoke the weed exactly. in there. Exactly. But not the cigar. You get, get rental assistance. When lawmakers legalized <laughs> marijuana last session, they set aside tens of millions of tax dollars to subsidize the marijuana industry. The bill that legalized marijuana, House File 100, Uh, instructed the deed commissioner, that's Department of Economic Development, to establish numerous programs that will provide loans or grants to individuals or organizations involved in the marijuana industry. You've got to be kidding me. The same people that would condemn you for lighting right. up a cigarette, are forcing marijuana into your uh, into your environment, and you're going to pay for it. I don't get this. I don't get it. I don't want to make no it. sense. We got a can startup. It's called Can Startup. That's loans of up to 150 grand to new cannabis micro businesses. We got the Can Grow provides loans of up to 150 grand to farmers so they can expand into cannabis. Two million or one million a year was appropriated for the 24-25 biennium. Can Train. This program awards grants to eligible organizations to train people to work in the legal cannabis industry. Jesus, wait, wait. This state is just shot. It's just done. This state makes no sense. Then you got the Can Navigate. That provides grants to individuals and organizations to help them navigate the regulatory structure of the legal cannabis industry. They're going to get $2 million. Last month, according to MinPost, Minnesota agreed to spend tens of millions on a Missouri-based cannabis company. Specifically, the state approved up to $20 million in low-interest and partly forgivable loans for HWI 35 LLC to build a $67.8 million marijuana growing and manufacturing plant inside a former wood products company. The two-phase project promises up to 400 jobs, and the state could forgive up to $15 million of the loans if the, hiring me- if the company meets certain hiring goals. In a reply, the, another Minnesota-based company has requested similar levels of funding, claiming that they want a fair chance to compete in the industry. This means Minnesota might be shelling out even more money if that application is provided. And who knows how many other companies will come forward in the future asking for funding as well. Mm-hmm. But we want to shut down a, a private smoke shop where I can go in and have a cigar? In Minneapolis, please explain yeah. this to me, somebody. Yeah, <laughs> this this is up. really really interesting to me. It appears, and I'm just you know spitballing here. 
they're trying to force or create a whole lot of weed businesses people farmers that will are going to grow weed and then and sell weed right isn't the market going to become overburdened or glutted with weed producers it sounds like it and that means a lot of these grants and loans could end up just being wasted because they're not going to have a market to sell to or the market's going to be so what's the word not bare saturated. but uh, yeah so saturated that they're not going to get a good price for their weed they're going to end up going out of business and the state's going to waste a whole hell of a lot of money wouldn't it be better off to just let the market sort itself out like what do you well, do when course. you start a business you research everything you see where the competition is how much competition there is you put together a business plan you go to the bank etc cetera, etc cetera. It looks like the state is sidestepping all of that. Mysterians hate cigarettes because they're produced by evil white corporations. But marijuana is sweet and innocent and has unicorn involvement. And therefore, it's okay because hippies like it. It's okay to have marijuana. Right. Marijuana is good for you. Cigarettes are bad for you. Right. Cigars are bad for you. Right. Pipes are bad for you. Yeah, isn't that ironic that we took down, Cerisi took down the big tobacco? I have not heard a word from Mike. Will Mike, does Mike have a suit against big marijuana in his future? Maybe. Should I text him? No. I don't want to talk to him, so I'll just lose You'll the argument. You'll lose the argument right yeah. away. <laughs> I, I would be very, very wary of starting a marijuana-based business. I really would, unless it's selling to the consumer. I don't think I'd want to be a producer I at this my, point. I told my kid, you know, with that newfound money. <sighs> okay, this... look, look, look what's happened here. You're a taxpayer. I am. You're told that you're virtually uh, a despicable human being because you smoke cigarettes. We're going to charge the living bleep out of you for buying cigarettes. We're not going to allow you to smoke anywhere indoors, which I'm fine with, by the way because I don't smoke anymore. We're going to make you stand outside when it's 20 below, and that's where you're going to have your cigarette. Or have the smoking box of shame like we do here. Yeah, you can go outside <laughs> and have the box of shame, like a penalty box. You can't buy menthols in Minneapolis. We, because essentially progressives are, are terribly racist, we're going to eliminate the preferred cigarette of black people. I don't know why black guys like menthols, but they do. And, and flavored um, yeah. flavored cigars. We're going to do that, but continue to pay your taxes. Continue to do this. But we don't want you to smoke. We look down on you. We're going to tell you where you can. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this same group of flea bags that we elected, they're going to pass marijuana into law. And not only are you going to pay for it, we're going to make sure there's a space in the park where it can be enjoyed. And if you have a rental property and don't have a, a yard, we'll make sure there's some facility, according to Mitra Holly Jolly, where you can go outside and enjoy your, your uh, dope. And, and when winter comes along, we'll dope. probably try to do something about that so you're more comfortable. But in the meantime, oh, my God, I saw a cigarette smoker 200 yards away. Go, go get, get that guy. This is, I don't, this is insanity that I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. Plus, it's in the Minnesota state constitution. We saw this before. It's in the constitution of the state of Minnesota that a farmer can grow anything he wants and not have to be regulated by the state. Oh, it's, you in the, it's in the constitution. Oh, 
You should see the cannabis regulations, Joe. Not for growing weed to smoke, growing weed to, um, I don't know, they use it as balm and stuff. And then, and then the, the, the same hairballs that we elected, they say, <laughs> not only are we going to loan you money, we're going to loan you money to help you understand the regulations we've put in place. Yeah. yeah. We've made it so convoluted yeah. that you'll That's need to come one. to us to borrow millions of dollars to hire people to figure out this bleep. Wow. Yeah. Makes yeah. perfect sense, huh? If you're high as a kite. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> all this because of, makes all this cause of the dope. The damn dope. Reefer madness. <laughs> yeah, it is. that's what this is right now. Let's uh I wanna I wanna make something clear about menthol. You can buy menthols in Minneapolis, but you have to go to a tobacco products store or a liquor store. You can't walk into the quick trip. You can't or you already can't get menthols in St. Paul. Now why why would that have been done? What's well, the difference between a menthol cigarette and a non-menthol No, cigarette? I'll tell you, they're saving black people from right. themselves. You black people, you don't listen to me. I wish you did because you are being diminished by these idiots. You're being made less than. They think they got to tell you what kind of cigarette you should smoke. You're not smart enough to make that decision. This is, this is, this I, is this outrage. state is, uh, is it's uh, bass backwards, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm befuddled. I, I the, am. I'm addled. Addled. The I'm thing addled. with the smoking, <laughs> like at Anthony's Pipe and Cigar Lounge, there's nothing in there for the non-smoker. Yeah, nothing. why? Why would you go in there to hang out if you're not going to smoke? <laughs> They're not selling hot dog buns and diapers right, and right. deodorant. It's smoking Latricia, i got to find out what's behind her thinking there. I don't get it. I do have good news. Oh. There's a mix-and-match Christmas sale going on at EcoFund. Now, this is a big deal. Okay. You buy one vehicle or toy or whatever, you get a second vehicle or toy or whatever at 50% off. Hmm. Both in Forest Lake and Burnsville, all electric bikes in stock, Bintelli, Scootstar, Yamaha, uh, youth ATVs, Bintelli scooters, youth dirt bikes. Now, you want to make winter into fun recreation? They got all the snow removal equipment, including ATVs with 50-inch plows for $59.99 and side-by-sides with 60-inch plows starting at $89.99. It's going to snow sooner or later. You might as well have fun with it. And if you mention GL at EcoFund, mention GL when you buy any vehicle in stock before Christmas and you get a gift from EcoFund, a 10-pound double-smoked ham from Grunhofer's old-fashioned meat mart in Hugo, in Hugo meat market. That's mm. the best ham you'll ever have. EcoFundMotorsports.com. EcoFund in Forest Lake is on Highway 97, immediately west of 35. And down in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes 
Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 23. 23. 23. Why doesn't this work? Oh, upside down. Upside down. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Minnesota Masonic Charities in 2006. A bunch of these uh, good people came together and decided to make one big, wonderful organization. You know, at Minnesota Masonic Charities, they do the work of the Lord, I'm telling you. They're one of the leading grant makers in the state, donating millions each year, impacting education, cancer research, elder care, children's health and community service, and have been a huge part of Minnesota history. Now, I know Joe can name all 87 counties, which I don't want him to do right now. However, 23 of those 87 are named after Masons. Uh, Hubert Humphrey, Harold Stassen, William and Charles Mayer, they were Humphrey all Humphrey is not a county. No, no, I, I'm not saying that those guys are counties. But I'm if just, it was. If it was, it would be a great <laughs> county to have. That could be number 89 because uh, Gumption is 88. 89, of 89. The 56 <laughs> of the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> six of them were Masons. And a lot of terms we use every day like third degree, four square, Black Ball all came from Masonic traditions. You want to learn more about them? Yep, Minnesota Masonic History Center in Bloomington, or go to mnmasoniccharities.org. State Senator Ron Latz from St. Louis Park, a DFLer, uh, was giving his remarks yesterday on the confrontation between Israel and Palestine, and he said... Poisonous hatred is rising for Israel among Palestinians in Gaza, particularly among young people indoctrinated by elders and taught terrorism in summer camps. Palestinian youth dream of the opportunity to achieve glory and even martyrdom by killing as many Jews as possibly said. Is it any wonder? Let me turn the page. It's on the front page of today's Tribune. Is it any wonder why these same children grow up and call their parents after slaughtering innocent concert goers in the desert to brag about killing 10 Jews, saying, Mama, aren't you proud of me? Referencing a recording of a Hamas fighter after the October 7 attack on Israel. Uh, And he was clearly taken to task by his DFL brothers and sisters. We called his office today. We didn't get a response. He's unavailable. But the, I had one question for him that I dearly wanted to ask, and is, how do you like your party now? Right. Uh, because you've got these uh, people like Erin May Quaid. She's been nothing but trouble in the DFL. She's from Apple Valley. He recited a litany of hateful, prejudicial, and demonstrably false claims, said... 
State Senator Aaron May uh, We don't Quaid. know that. She's DFL Apple Valley. Through his language, Senator Latz assigned nefarious motives to Palestinian children, described them as aspiring murderers. His remarks were irresponsible and dangerous. Latz is a six-term legislator. He is Jewish. He said his critics are taking one sentence of his remark out of context. The six sentences preceding the one they are criticizing made it clear I'm not referring to all Palestinian youth, but rather Gazans who are taught at Hamas-controlled UNRWA schools that Jews should be killed, Latz wrote in a statement posted on Twitter. Who attends summer camps that teach young kids how to be terrorists who play Kill the Jew on the streets of Gaza, who watch children's TV shows that glorify the killing of the Jews, and who play on elementary school playgrounds with plastic AK-47s. Wow. Take that, Ellen Quaid, or whatever the hell your name is, Aaron May Quaid. Uh, he was joining Jewish groups Wednesday to speak out against the boycott, divestment, sanctions movement, uh, whose members were urging the state's board of investment to pull any government investments out of Israel. Let's just take that money instead and invest it in marijuana growing. <laughs> He said their movement is anti-Semitic and seeks the end of the Jewish state. Divestment would move the needle in the wrong direction. Instead, it would give comfort and encouragement to a movement fundamentally dedicated to the destruction of Israel, he said. But he, he, uh, he, can't, he can't get past his own, his own party here, which has become toxic and uh, foul and not terribly competent, and I could go on and on and on, but he can't speak up because he'll be, they'll get him. So they're, they're devouring their own in one respect. You know, instead of having him on, we should actually have Aaron May Quaid on um, to, you know, I'd like to throw in her face the fact that they dropped his whole first paragraph and they selected a few convenient um, sentences. Well, there's always room in the DFL for one more hypocrite. Right. Yeah. A dozen members of the DFL caucus joined Quaid, uh, the Minnesota chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations, called Latz's com- Latz, what's his name? Latz? Latz's comments uh, Islamophobic. And, you know, go bleep yourself. I'm tired of this Islamophobic crap. Everything's Islamophobic. But the thing is, he wasn't being Islamophobic. He was being terrorist phobic, and he was being truthful. I know he was. Well, I'm not yelling. You're yelling at me, Kenny. Yelling at him. No, no, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm joining you arm in arm, yelling at the DFLers. And now these twelve, they're asking uh, uh, Democratic leaders to denounce him. Okay. The division among state DFLers is the latest internal party flare-up over the ongoing conflict. In October, DFL party chair Ken Martin lambasted the Twin Cities chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America after the group shared a statement of solidarity with Palestine in the wake of the Hamas attacks on Israel. The Twin Cities DSA chapters 
later clarified his position, saying it strongly condemned attacks on civilians by Hamas. Martin said in a statement yesterday that inflammatory rhetoric from elected officials is counterproductive to, to address rising Islamophobia and anti-Semitism. Uh, what happened to my that the song that replaced uh, oh. Al Green? It's gone from the. My guess is, yeah, I can. I can I'd like it. Can uh, I have a question for you? As GLers and common sense thinkers and conservative and some Republican Republicans, do we stand side by side with Ron Latz and support him? Or do we step aside and let the Democrats chew each other up and spit each other out? What do we do here? Well, I think even if we stood side by side with them, they would continue to uh, chew each other up. So I'm going to stand with them. You know, yeah, I, I have to... I mean, to me, supporting Jews and the Jewish state in Israel is a not—it's a nonpartisan thing. It's we should all be as one in this case, in the case of Israel. Top right. She returned. Well, we're seeing a, a change in, in the United States that will, I, I think it'll be huge. Years year, and years down the road, I think they'll talk about this era when the Democratic Party broke up, the Republican Party broke up, everybody started switching sides. And I, didn't you talk about this briefly yesterday? In um, sense. That it's not going to be two parties based on political stances, something about it's going to be two parties based on ideals. I, I, I don't think I said that. Something, oh, all right. But I, I had a little bit of a tirade, Kenny, earlier today. Boy, why, ever... why are we so afraid of this one specific demographic, not only in this state, but in this country? Why, why is that? What do you mean, Jews? What? No, the the Islamic phobic nature of everything oh, that, that oh. Are, is being spewed at us and be. Why are we so afraid of this one demographic right okay, now? Okay, I got another question for you. That's an excellent question. You got an answer for him, Such? I got. Yeah, I got. I got. A, I would answer it this way. Would uh, Would Ellen Quaid or what's her name? Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Quaid. Yeah. Would Aaron Quaid uh, have raced to the microphone to condemn Lats if he criticized Jews? No. Hell no. 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 And is it simply because in in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities, we are what? Based upon population alone, we are one of the biggest Muslim communities in the nation, right? Isn't we that got, fair? We, to... got a, we got a handful. So is that all that this is, is basically trying to side with the people that might cast a vote in your favor? Sure. Sure. But then I guess there's my answer. Yeah. Yeah. Which... If, you, if we're gonna, and Kenny, you said this yesterday, and you hit the nail on the head. If we're going to keep continuing down this path, I don't think we realize what we're signing up for. Has anybody in the Democratic Party criticized um, Ilhan Omar for her statements? Yes, yeah. yes, she yeah. has been criticized. Right. Not not enough, but she has been criticized. But she hasn't backed down. No. Oh, you dummy! Sorry. No, I'm talking. I'm to trying. No, 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 no. He's talking to me. Yeah. He wants to know about that trailer that got stolen. Oh, yeah. I was just working on that right now. 
What do you mean working on it? <laughs> working on it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you go. You don't to... work for the show. Yeah, this, I knew this was coming up, so I wanted to be prepared because I wanted to give you an update on the uh, the trailer. <laughs> what the... the trailer that was stolen? It wasn't a truck. It was a trailer that was stolen, and it had four ski do snowmobiles inside it. So I'm making this my. This is my. Your public service announcement. Yeah, this is my this is my thing. This is I own this. But the, but I need the trailer back for my I poor found nephew. Somebody's hat on the boulevard today. Maybe I should. That's not outrageous. But snowmobiles are outrageous, right, Kenny? I'm staying out of it. Yeah, you stay out of it, but you're already in it. You're, you're up to your elbows. You're just done. eating you're popcorn done. No, and no, enjoy you're done. You're done. No, this is they stole. Have they been found? I don't know. I'm trying to find it out right now. Then when you do, you can get get a hold of me. All right. Get a hold of Give me a call when you find out. Give me a call. We text the whole group. Yeah, text everybody. Yeah. Uh, Kenny just left this conversation. Just leave it off the show. It was the oddest damn thing. I I think it was. The reason I did it, Matt, is because you were going to do a Grundhoffer's ad. Well, the place that I'm this, going to right now. The place that this was stolen from is basically across the street and down the street a little bit from Grunhofer. We call that a link. So the Grunhofer people there may have seen something. That big white pickup with the busted out back window that just has plastic over it. But the people at Grunhofer's most likely aren't the ones we're trying to. We're trying to get people to go to Grunhofer's. See, Spencer probably knows Josh. He probably knows my brother-in-law, Eddie, because that was their property. Do they, yeah, yeah. they go to Grunhoffers? Yes. Yes, they frequent Grunhoffers. In Hugo, about a mile north of Hugo on Highway 61, that's the original, the original yes. Grunhoffers. Right There's a second that. store in yeah. Forest Lake and soon to be a store in White Bear, White Lake. Bear Lake. And yep. I finally figured out why Spencer is not taking this great array of meat uh, into the uh, urban area. He doesn't want to be closest to the country's tallest buildings. Right. He's no dummy. Right. He's going to stay safe. So you stay on Highway 61, look for the vacant trailer spot, right. and <laughs> Grunhoffers is right there. You can do two Grunhoffers on 61. You That's can true. stop at Grunhoffers in Hugo, get your double smoked ham, bone-in ham, smoked and skinless, all the brats, the steaks, the chicken, the salmon, she's oh, everything, what pork shoulders, time. everything. You could load up a there. Meat, a meat pack, the little snack pack well, they Plus have? you can call them ahead and they'll order, you put together a meal for you. Call 651-426-2800. Okay, then you get back in the rig and you're driving up 61 and you think, damn it, I forgot, I forgot, uh, what do you call that stuff you chew on? The jerky. Jerky? jerky. The jerky. Beef I forgot, jerky time. I, thought, I forgot some jerky. So you get up to 97, to hang a left to go out towards 35, mm-hmm. and there's another Grunhofer's right there on right your there. way. Right there. This is Couldn't be any easier. Mm-hmm. Grunhofer's in Hugo, a mile north of Hugo on Highway 61. Grunhofer's in Forest Lake. It's on 97 immediately west. Uh, nope, nope, nope. nope. The other nope. Immediately on, east, east. Immediately yep. east. Because the town is that way. <laughs> well, but if you're going up 61 and you take a left, mm-hmm. see, to go to it, you're right. going west. That's what got me confused. Gotcha. But if you're on 35, you go east on 97, and it's Correct. right there. What if you're going on Thank you. Grunhofer, <laughs> old-fashioned meats. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show.
Here's the deal, folks. Zero Res is the carpet cleaning company, the only carpet cleaning company that you should be using. And I've got a great special for you. It's going to be the rookie special. But let me tell you about Zero Res. Let me give you a history. Let me tell you why you should use them. They've got a 4.9 rating on Google with over 17,000 reviews. They have the Zero Res. Gotta love it guarantee that makes... It's easy to get what you pay for. Yes, Zero Res stands absolutely behind every single cleaning. I've used them. They've been in my home. I trust them to come back as well. Go ahead and get clean, but don't miss this specialty. And don't do it yourself. Those doctor whatever uh, carpet cleaners, they're not powerful enough like the Zero Res equipment is. So to get rid of some of those special stains from Thanksgiving, get in touch with Zero Res today. Ask for the Rookie GL Special. Three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just $129. Bucks. And don't forget, Dirt and Dander's favorite hiding place. They're in your air ducts, folks. Come on. This month, take $75 bucks off when you get your air duct Zero Res clean. Call them right now, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Spell the same forwards or backwards. Go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Rookie and the Garage Logic special. Remember to say my name or GL to get this deal. Spell it forward or backwards. It's spelled the same. Zero res. Now let's go to a special guest. Mitch, are you there? I'm here. Okay. This is my nephew, uh, Mitch. <laughs> and Mitch is, uh, what What was taken from your property, Mitch? Well, we had a, uh, we run a little rental storage yard up in Hugo, Minnesota and uh, some guy decided to run in there once. Uh, the other night and grab a 30-foot snowmobile trailer with four snowmobiles packed in it. And can you describe the pickup truck that stole it? <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, probably about a 2008 or 9 Ford F-350 with a uh, broken driver's side window. Uh, kind of assuming that, that one's stolen, too. Okay. Now, um, you bought a bus one time, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I did. I did buy a bus when I was 19 years old. Yes, Kenny, you would love this kid. He is just completely just like yourself. What's this guy's name? Uh, Mitchell. Hey, Mitch. There's only about 150,000 white Ford F350s in this state. I know. I know. The cop told us it'll be a one in a hundred that it comes back to us. But so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we can do. All we can do is spread the word. You ever yeah. shop at Grunhofer's? <laughs> I do all the time. That a boy. Yep, my yard is right near there. That a boy. Uh, you got any uh, leads delicious or uh... <laughs> delicious? No, jerky. we don't have much. I've had a couple friends and family sending me pictures of uh, people's trailers around the Twin Cities, but um, nothing, nothing that's a perfect match. Mitch, give out your email address so people can just send you <laughs> pictures of white pickup trucks across the country. <laughs> Is the police department putting extra investigators on the case? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about extra, but we but we called it in. Do those snowmobiles actually run? They do run. They're four really nice snowmobiles, but now with no keys in them. So now that they're stolen, I'm I'm not sure who they're going to run for exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm uh, glad you called. I... Thanks for calling in, Mitch. Uh, we'll check in with you probably on Monday or Tuesday. I'll let you guys know if it turns up. Thank you. All right, bud. Good luck.
Thank you. Yeah, I was wondering if I could get the time in the stamp. <laughs> that kid, he works for his dad, and they do. Are you still? Yeah, they, they do. It's a demolition business. It's a demolition and recycling business. He's been working since he was 15 years old. Yeah. And his, uh, I should have Matt, asked him his cylinder index. Matthew. Yeah. How much cocaine have you done today? No kidding. I, I finished the pack you gave me. You, you you the, the, the pack of cocaine. Yes. Pack of yeah, it comes cocaine. in a pack. Here's John Height. I hit hey, him on the eight ball. Hey, guys, I'm on the air. Am I, am I? No, I don't know if you are or not, sir. How much for a pack of cocaine? I bet we find it now. Hey, yeah. I, see I don't thousands. want to hear another word about this bleeping oh, thing. White yeah, yeah. truck pictures being emailed his account. <laughs> what the hell happened? Oh, here comes another one. Or, uh, Am I on the air? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before we uh, before we get to the news, I got a caller on the lines, guys. Lori <laughs> wants to get right up before the snow flies. Yeah. Hugo. <laughs> This news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. We have a sports note to kick things off. If you haven't heard, uh, the Twins have their new television play-by-play guy, and he's a very familiar name. He's uh, the radio play-by-play guy, Corey Probus. He will be doing the games now on television. No, Probus is- that's opposite. No. Oh, Probus is TV. The other guy's radio. I'm sorry, John. I was I, I, I mistook you. That's the trailer. The 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 whole controversy. Yeah, you really it's got me screwed up with God, this. Yeah. You got to get back on track. God. Speaking of tracks, those snowmobiles <laughs> won't be on any tracks unless we find them. <laughs> Provis has called Twins games on the radio since 2012. His vacancy on the radio network will be filled by Chris Atterbury. Atterbury filled in for Provis on the radio for several games last season. Uh, While Dick Bremer is stepping away, he plans for a transition into a special assistant role for the Twins front office. Uh, Also noted in the Twins press release about all this, they'll be announcing, well, in the not-too-distant future, where you actually will be able to watch Twins games and hear Corey Provis at some point in the near future. That might be the crucial point where yes. you're actually going to be able to uh, watch no the No more game. Valley? Well, yeah, they're bankrupt. They're, they don't well, have they're money. still showing games. I yeah, think their it, contract is up with the Twins, and the Twins want to move of on. Apparently. games, did you see the Wild last night? What yeah. in the world? I don't get it. FEMA was not chosen on the Golden Bachelor, by the way. Who wasn't? Uh, the Minnesota one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, did anyone point out that the guy's a phony? Uh, they did not point that out on the show. Okay, um, but my wife was uh, uh, was very interested to hear that. Mm-hmm. In news today is the day leaders of Minneapolis public schools will choose a new superintendent for the district. The two remaining candidates, Dr. Sonia Stewart and Dr. Lisa Sales Adams, were announced as finalists earlier this month. They're all the same. Both Stewart and Sales Adams were interviewed after having separate meet and greets with the public. A national firm helped narrow down the list of applicants. Sales Adams is the superintendent at East Carver County Schools, also taught in Minneapolis for nine years, among other roles. Meanwhile, Stewart is a superintendent in Chattanooga, Tennessee. She also worked in Nashville as a math teacher and a basketball coach. Previous superintendent Ed Graff ended his contract in 2022, and Rochelle Cox is currently serving as the interim superintendent. Today's special meeting is scheduled to begin at 4 in the afternoon. Whoever is hired for the position is expected to start in January. One of the world's great scams is belonging to the Super Club. Yeah. You know, the Sales Adams, that's uh, Sharon Sales Belton relative. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't know that. Uh, we do have an update. I'm not sure what the update is, but go ahead, caller. Yeah, this is uh, Ludwig. I'm down in Castle Rock. 
uh, someone stole my riding lawnmower. Damn it. She, uh, she bought a 89. Uh, it's red. Okay. Um, but I, I don't remember what kind of pickup truck it was, but she's down here at Castle Rock. Yeah, right off Highway 3. Castle Rock off of 3, and it was red. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, check in with us on Monday. We'll see if we can get our people <laughs> out on it and uh, uh, keep in touch. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for your call. Joe, yeah. can I go home now? Can I? <laughs> yeah, let's go home. Castle Rock. I don't even know where that is. Where's Castle Rock? Yeah. I thought the guy said uh, down Ludwig. on Highway Tree. Ludwig called. Highway <laughs> Tree, huh? Lud- it was Ludwig. 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 Yeah. Ludwig. In, uh, in uh, other news, uh, Joe, you already talked about this story. But Isn't it Ludwig? No, it's, it's Ludwig. 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 No, Ludwig. 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 Anyway, uh, both uh, parties having some problems here in Minnesota. Joe, you talked about the Democrats. They have a fight going, that rift among Democratic farmer labor lawmakers on the Israel-Palestinian conflict uh, conflict entered the spotlight this week after a group of senators condemned their colleague, Senator Ron Latz, for statements on the ongoing conflict. conflict. Uh, we talked about what happened there. Uh, and uh, in response to what he said, uh, that group of 12 DFL senators plus Senator Aaron May, Quad, is it Quaddy or Quad? I'm not sure. Quaid. I know we, we've said both. Or Quaid, I mean. I was thinking it was Quaddy for some reason. But I don't know why you would think that. I, <laughs> I thought I heard that on, on the television. Well, maybe you did. I don't know. Uh, she uh, condemned Latz's comments. <laughs> no, I can't get his name right. Calling them hateful, prejudicial, and demonstrably false. He responded to the letter and criticism yesterday on X. It's unfortunate, he said, that some are choosing to attack my speech by taking one sense of my remarks out of context. He noted he made it clear he was discussing not all Palestinian youth, but Gazans taught in Hamas-controlled schools. Uh Castle Rock is about halfway between Northfield and Farmington. Copy. Right there on Highway Tree. Got it. Meanwhile, uh, the Republicans in Minnesota, the party chair yesterday said they're trying to dig their way still out of some financial worries as they try to get back in power in Minnesota. The GOP says it had $145,000 on hand at the end of October. However, 414000 of uh, dollars in debt, according to its federal campaign finance report. The party chairman, David Hahn, told the Star Tribune in July he thought the party would be able to pay off all its debts by the end of the year. But in that interview yesterday, he said that will not happen. He said donor interest dipped after Minnesota Republicans were swept by Democrats in last year's midterms. He said a recently resolved legal dispute with the state GOP's former chair made it hard for the party to chip away at its debt. Wow. He said we've had significant legal costs associated with her lawsuit huge problem and unexpected obviously that's been something that's been very damaging all of that though was because the gop and former chair jennifer carnahan agreed earlier this month after a long legal battle to drop lawsuits they filed against each other without any more money changing hands in a statement yesterday carnahan accused Hahn of taking cheap shots at her and trying uh, and attempting to attribute his embarrassing financial failures to her is this why what's his name had to make his own signs mm-hmm. Yep. And every money. <laughs> Nation's largest multi-city music festival is coming to Minnesota for the first time next year. Allianz Field in St. Paul was announced Thursday as a venue for the 2024 Breakaway Music Festival. 
and festival blends genres like pop and electronic dance music on a multi-city tour across several months. Next year's event is scheduled to start in Tampa in April. It'll then make stops in Charlotte, Ohio, and Kansas City before it gets to Minnesota June 28th and 29th. Lineups for the 2024 festivals will be announced in the coming months. Past performers included the Chainsmokers, Halsey, Zed, Young Gravy, Dumdala, Elenium, and others. Dumdala. Is it your kid a big fan of that music festival? My kid? Yeah. I thought he didn't he attend that uh, he, one? He likes some of that music. Uh he's never attended that festival. Oh. Uh, he's a fan, I know, of the chain smokers. Uh, I believe it's actually a he may guy have named Gravy. Young Gravy. Young Young, Young Gravy. Gravy, yeah. He, he actually kid. knows him. He's he's traded, I know, messages with him many times. So hmm. he's yeah, he's like Chris said, he's a, a somewhat local. He's the son of old gravy. Right. Right. Yeah. National and I personally <laughs> like turkey gravy. Mm. I don't like gravy. Joe doesn't like gravy. I won't yeah. eat gravy. I, I keep during deer hunting. I keep hot gravy in a canteen Jesus. right there in the deer stand <laughs> with me. Yeah, <laughs> keep you warm, huh? Get you warm, yeah. oh. warm and fuzzy inside. In national and international stories, Israel's war with Hamas erupted again as airstrikes hit houses and buildings in the Gaza Strip. Right after the week-long truce expired, black smoke billowing from the territory. Health authorities reporting dozens of Palestinians killed. Israel did drop leaflets over Gaza City, urging citizens to flee to avoid the fighting. Meanwhile, new reports say Israel's military was aware of Hamas's plan to launch an attack on Israeli soil over a year before the October 7th operation that killed hundreds of people. It was the latest in a series of signs that top Israeli commanders either ignored or played down warnings that Hamas was plotting the attack. The New York Times said Israeli officials were in possession of a 40-page battle plan, codenamed Jericho Wall, that detailed a hypothetical Hamas attack on southern Israeli communities. The document uh, predicted that Hamas would bombard Israel with rockets, use drones to disable their security and surveillance abilities at the border wall, take over southern communities and military bases while attacking through fences on the border. Another 2016 Israeli defense memo said Hamas intended to take hostages with them back to Gaza, uh, pretty much everything that happened during the October attack. The House voted today to expel Rep- uh, Representative George Santos of New York. <laughs> Took a while, but they got there. After a critical ethics report on his conduct that accused him of converting campaign donations for his own use, just the sixth member in the chamber's history to be ousted by colleagues. The vote was 311 to 114. Expulsion requires support from two-thirds of the House, purposefully put at a high bar, but a blistering House Ethics Committee report that accused him of breaking federal law proved decisive. Of the previous expulsions in the House, in case you're wondering, three were for disloyalty to the Union during the Civil War. The remaining two occurred after federal after lawmakers were convicted of crimes in federal courts. Who, who voted to keep them, the MAGA fruitcakes? Uh, there's 114, so I don't know. That what, voted uh, to keep them? Yeah, it was three oh, three eleven to one hundred and fourteen. Uh-huh. Apparently, some on both sides were worried it would set a bad precedent and make it easier to expel people. But I, I don't know why. You can expel a liar. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Took a while. 
Retired Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, an unwavering voice of moderate conservatism and the first woman to serve on the Supreme Court, died today. She was 93. She died in Phoenix of complications related to advanced dementia and a respiratory illness. O'Connor's nomination in 1981 by President Reagan and subsequent confirmation by the Senate ended 190 years of all males on the high court. A native of Arizona who grew up on her family's sprawling ranch, she wasted little time building a reputation as a hard worker who wielded considerable political clout on the nine-member bench. In 2000, O'Connor was part of the 5-4 to four majority that effectively resolved the disputed 2000 presidential election in favor of George Bush over Democrat Al Gore. And she also uh, kept alive Roe versus Wade in the vote on the Supreme Court, saying she didn't agree with it, but that it was the law of the land. Powerball losers in Iowa, tell me if this sounds familiar, were actually winners for about seven hours this week after the state's lotteries mistakenly posted the wrong oh. winning numbers for the game. Reno 911. <laughs> yes. oh, oh, yeah. You can. <laughs> I'm going to snort. Uh, you're the third person to Nick today. <laughs> Lottery officials blamed an unspecified human reporting error for the wrong numbers being posted for Monday night's drawing. The incorrect numbers were posted on the Iowa Lottery's website about 1230 a.m. Tuesday, and it took until 7.15 a.m. before anyone noticed the mistake, took down the numbers, and halted payoffs. You know, the best line of that whole skit, I forget the blonde hair guy's name that was the captain. He said, well, there's, a, I think, a bag of cocaine and evidence, there's if evidence. you'd like. Dangle. <laughs> Dangle, it's thank you. Lieutenant Dangle. <laughs> and he's more than willing to offer right? his rear end. <laughs> The lottery said the initial incorrect numbers would have resulted in prizes ranging from four to $200. They didn't specify how many people won, but if you happen to get up early and cash in your winning ticket, you can keep the money, they said. Monday night's Powerball jackpot was for an estimated $355 million. Lottery had to work uh, until 3.30 p.m. Tuesday to correct its system and resume cashing winning Powerball tickets. With the correct numbers, almost 4,000 people who bought Powerball tickets in Iowa won the prizes also from four to $200. That's quite an uncomfortable discussion with your boss saying, yeah, I'll be in about 10 to clean that up. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> John, thank you. A lot to unpack in this story. What? What did you say? <laughs> I, I was just starting another story. story. Oh, go ahead. Right. Do it. Do, go ahead. Well, uh, a lot to unpack in this one. Uh, Christian Joe's really Ziegler. interested. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell my lawyer's looking at his phone during the last one. Oh, okay. Good luck. Christian Ziegler, the Florida GOP chairman and husband of Bridget Ziegler, co-founder of the conservative anti-LGBTQ Moms for Liberty group, is under criminal investigation after a sexual battery complaint was filed against him. Now, what makes this a little weird is uh, the thing all results from a threesome. The group obtained a police report that outlines the alleged incident occurred at the complainant's home. The case is complicated by reports of a previously consensual three-way relationship between a woman who filed the complaint and both Ziegler's, although the specific incident allegedly happened in Bridget Ziegler's absence. Mm -hmm. No charges. Never mind, John. Thank you. Let's uh... Send that one to send that one to Chris. Can we uh, are we gonna talk to Pat today? We are. Okay, let's take a time out and come back with Pat. You know, if you win the lottery, yeah, take that money. Yep. 
and bring it to my friends at North American Banking Company. Okay. They're my bank. Make the switch from the big national bank to a company that cares about you, your family, and more importantly, your business needs. North American Banking Company is locally owned and operated. And here's why that's a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they have six locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that, ladies and gentlemen, has not. So check them out online today, nabankco.com to learn more. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, is an equal housing lender. Hey, how can a team suddenly score uh, 400 goals or whatever they had the Wild had last night? <laughs> I don't week? know. They must have given Jake Middleton some vitamins because he looked he looked like a complete stiff with uh, until the other night when he was moving around, and last night he got a goal. Yeah, I couldn't it's, believe it. It's just amazing they played that well, and the yeah, Timberwolves and Timberwolves you know. won again. Yes, new voice in the room, Joe. New joy. You know, he got out there and say, "Why don't you skate faster than you were skating?" And they said, "Okay, that sounds like a good idea." Remember when Everson first started, and we all talked about how they were playing faster. You know, yeah. they were going up and down the ice, and uh, I don't know. They uh, they slowed down substantially, and uh, they looked pretty good uh, uh, in his opener. I was over there that night, and then uh, last night I was at the basketball game, so I didn't see it, but. Every time I looked at my phone, they had another goal. So I don't know what was going on. The Timberwolves were down by what? As many as 12 or 13? They they, they couldn't make a shot, started off. They were kind of confused. Edwards wasn't playing. And then uh, they really slapped them on, and they scored 15 in a row. And then now this Jazz team, I think they're one of those teams trying to lose, basically. But then in the third quarter, they really slapped it on them defensively and stole the ball and... This this guy they got from him last year as a throw-in of the Michael Connolly deal, Nikhil Walker, uh, what the hell is his name? Yes. Nikhil, I don't know. He's got three names. Now, N-A-W, <laughs> N-A-W, we got Alexander Smith. Walker, Alexander Walker, that's it. He's six foot five. He was great last night. He had, uh, you know, he had a, we played 36 minutes. He had a, you know, a, load of points. He was uh, making had four, five steals and took four charging cup falls and uh, and was uh, just a madman. And um, he was uh, he was uh, they they just rolled away from him. And then Gobert and and uh, Towns are figuring out how to play with each other. You know, it's uh, how badly it, is Edwards hurt? Uh, they got the hip pointer. He's not probably going to play uh, tomorrow night in Charlotte, but he'll pro- I think they, uh, I think they feel as though he will, uh, uh, play after that and he'll be back next week sometime. But, 
You know, Joe, one bad thing about jumping up real high on a basketball court yeah. is if you come down on your hip, it hurts. So I would think so. If you're, yeah. way, if you're way up there, and then you kind of get knocked off balance, and you come down with a thud on the court. Are you saying you don't have that issue, Patrick, getting that high no, off the court? I never, even <laughs> even during my hoop days and uh, for the Folder Raiders and the Prior Lake Lakers, I never had that. Problem. I got air. <laughs> I think I touched the net once. I'm not sure. Maybe I had a chair. So, yeah, even when I jumped off the uh, trampoline, I don't think I could have dunked. So. No, but you were pretty proud of yourself because you didn't get air. I did get air. I did get air. I was full-figured then, too, boy. Yeah. That was unbelievable. What else is going on in the world of sports? Uh, well, I want to tell you something about the Wolves. Okay. Thirteen and two in November. Yep. And according to Optics Sports or something, what keeps track of the stats, this stats thing, that is the best month by percentage ever for an NBA, NHL, or major league team in Minnesota. Really? Best month by percentage. It's eight something. And the uh they give the they give the uh, Minneapolis Lakers uh, had two 13-3 Januaries back-to-back. And then they give our wild credit for a 12-2-2 two two in April of 2022. Mm-hmm. But two of those are ties, so I don't, you know, two of those are losses that they end up getting a point for, so. That's uh, so. Actually, they were twelve wins and four losses, which ain't bad. Is the are the Timberwolves worth uh, paying attention to? Will this last? Well, I'm not. They certainly aren't favorites, but uh, I don't know. They got uh, you know. They get Edward back. They need that McDaniel's too. He can guard people. And uh, they got to hope that uh, Gobert stays healthy because he could get hurt. And Towns, of course, last year was missed half the season. And Mike Connolly, their starting point guard, is 36 years old or something like that. So uh, will he stay healthy too? But uh, but you, you know, said it. You said it earlier. If Gobert and Towns figure it out, that that's going to be yeah, terribly yeah. beneficial. And they, you know what? They they seem to have camaraderie when you watch them now. Yeah. They're not like. They weren't fighting each other last year. They just didn't know where the other the other guy was going to be. But uh, Carl was uh, nuts last night because he was playing against a team that really couldn't do anything with him. And he was battling around. He got thirty four, I think. So he was he was dominant. And, and Gobert, he just rebounds, plays some defense. And if if you know they don't pay any attention to him, somebody lobs him a pass and he dunks it. They don't. They're not really trying to run a lot of plays that would allow him to make some moves in the post because he's not really that kind of player. Mm -hmm. And they tried to do that last year and it didn't work. So uh, I think they have adjusted and they definitely are are playing defense a lot better than they did in the past. I have a Uh, twins note. Yes. Sonny Gray, was he worth as much as the Cardinals paid him? Yeah. I'd say pretty close. I thought you may might be able to get him for a little over twenty a year for three years. But that was uh, seventy five was a little high, but uh, I, I knew he was going to get at least twenty, and uh, that the, the twins were out there. You know, they're cutting budget, so they're not. So the twins uh, had no interest in staying in that race for him. 
Not at that amount. No, they knew they weren't going to be able to sign him because they're, they're, you know, their people are talking about that they might uh, cut their payroll by thirty million from one fifty-five to one twenty-five. I don't think they'll go down that far, but I would guess it'll be, you know, it'll be one thirty-five or one forty. It kind of depends on whether they can if they can trade Polanco, Polanco and Kepler for some pitching, then they'll they'll do that. But uh, Pat, bigger question: We Johnny brought up the 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 news that Provis has taken TV and Atterbury's going to do radio. Are we going to be able to watch these stiffs next summer? Well, they don't have a deal yet. You know, they don't have a TV deal yet, but they must think they're going to have one because Provis is switching from radio to TV. So. Uh, and and when this when when uh, uh, Dick Bremer was uh, let go from there, everybody kept ah, ah, what are they going to do? And I I said all along I think they want to have uh, the worst thing that happened to Dick was he got COVID for a week last year, and Corey Provis filled in on television, <laughs> and, and the the reviews were outstanding. So uh, you know he got uh, he got replaced. That's, you know, that's why I filled in for Joe a couple times, and then he didn't let me do it. <laughs> Conspiracy. I could, have appe- I could have appealed to his audience. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is that on par with the time Mishki filled in with, in with you and told the audience you died? That's, uh, I don't know what he did. <laughs> It's too bad about Joe. <laughs> Pat, I'll see you Monday, huh? I will. I'll be there. All right. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. You want to take a break, please? (laughs) Sure. I'm going to get yelled at now during the break. Uh Not really. Oh, tell you what. I need a story. Don't take the break yet because I want to hear your story. Sound story. I don't have one. My, I know you don't, but I know, I'm going to tell you how to get one. But what if his grandkids wanted to hear his story? Papa Joe would have a lot of fun things. Why don't you you just should turn do this. on the damn podcast. No, then? no, you should do this. You need you need to do this because it's going right to be professionally done. Sound story is a professionally produced hour long conversation in which you or one of your loved ones gets interviewed by someone like me. Yes, I'll come out to your house, your workplace, whatever the case may be, to talk about. Your experience in childhood, school, career, meeting that special someone, and all that you love about them. It's the really, really unique gift for the holidays. It's something everyone will love, and it's easy to purchase. It's Sound Story. With Sound Story, you or your loved ones' voices and stories are saved for your family forever. You and your siblings, go in on a gift for grandpa and grandma. And here's the deal. There are... Uh, products starting at just $399 at mysoundstory.com. Now through Friday. This is professionally done, by the way. Enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT and you get 10% off that Sound Story gift certificate. Listening to a podcast interview with your grandparents, your mom, it's a really neat gift. It's a gift you will never regret giving, but a gift everyone in your family will love. Go to mysoundstory.com, enter promo code FLASHLIGHT, get this holiday special of 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story. I know it sounds brand new, and it is, but it's a great idea. That's promo code FLASHLIGHT at mysoundstory.com. Sound Story, for you, for them, forever. Okay, good. <laughs> Finally, thank God today is Friday. Scramble! Our 
piano player, Stephen C. Anderson, yeah. will be at the Cathedral again for performances on Friday, December 7th, and Saturday the 8th. Already? Oh, wait, wait. Wow. Thir- I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday. Thursday, December 7th. Friday's December 8th. And he's going to have Pat Donahue with him. Oh. Pat Donahue is an amazing guitarist. He really is. And Steve, Stephen C. is saying... Can, we should come in and, and debut Pat Donahue's new original Christmas song called Goodwill. Okay. Mm. Should we do that next week? On this? Yes, please. Sure. Yes, Hell please. Yeah. Is, is it always that early? I don't know, but it, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, this for year. sure. Well, let's do that. Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday? Let's do it Wednesday. Okay. And bring him in. Okay, here. Pat Donahue is my cousin. Yeah. And I must say, we've never really spent any time together. He, he is a world-class guitar player, too. He's That's a, I mean, I we're, we're talking, We're talking, you know. Right. Yeah, He's really a good. picker, isn't mm-hmm. he? He is a picker, yes. Yeah. Well, virtually, you could say that you really haven't spent time with uh, any of your family members. <laughs> I mean, not sisters, <laughs> brothers, parents. Yeah, not, that doesn't kids. That's not true. That's not true. Coworkers. I just, our Pat and I, our paths went in such different ways. I never really, you know. You have to wonder how many. Wonder it's how many new. Bart, Why don't you both talk cities. at the same time? Sorry, sorry Kenny. He has never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead so Kenny. anyway, look for your tickets there on Eventbrite, but that's uh, 7 p.m. Thursday, December 7, and 7 p.m. Friday, December 8 for Stephen C.'s annual Christmas at the Cathedral. This is at the Cathedral, and he'll have his beloved uh, Bosendorfer in there. Okay. You and the CP are in attendance for I, this one, right? I, unfortunately, I can't. Uh, oh, that's I, right. I, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't. Uh, it's a nine foot, twelve hundred pound grand piano. Woo! And, is it going to uh, fit in here? And it's ten bucks. That's a yeah, hell of a night's entertainment for ten. Put bucks. it on its side. Okay, should I contact him? Yeah, or do you want, I, want to? Well, go ahead, go ahead, because that, right. that way you can. That'd be great. And I also have a ray of hope email. All right, I can do that for you right here. It's from. It's from Kelly, spelled K E L L I. That's horrible. Yeah, that's that's yeah. doodling. I am writing you in hopes that you can feel a little hope today. I want to answer two questions that were asked. One was the show just before Thanksgiving. I apologize. I cannot remember which one. You asked if there were any GL school administrators out here. Well, I am. And when I heard that, I had to reach out and give you a little hope. I say little because if you remember a couple of months ago, Hillary Peterson Mm. reached out to you about my little mountain school in Guffey, Colorado. We are looking for a middle school teacher. She wrote to you about our tiny charter school in hopes of finding the right person for this job. I am the administrator here at the school, and we do traditional teaching and hands-on learning, which, as you know, is a rare thing now. I also wanted to answer another question you asked on Monday's show about our flag. Uh, I want to give a little more hope and let you know that our students pledge allegiance to the flag every morning and afterwards every day two of our middle school students are escorted outside where they raise the flag for the day they are taught all about what our flag stands for and how we take care of it at the end of the day two students go out and take the flag down bring it inside and properly fold it this is practiced every day and they take it seriously We might be a tiny little school in the Colorado Rockies, but we feel that we are doing our students right by by our way of teaching. 
I can only hope this gives a little ray of sunshine to someone out there that appreciates what our flag represents and will always represent. Thanks, Joe, and keep pushing back. Kelly McGuire. Hmm. When was that dated? Yesterday. Okay. Yeah. It sounded like a letter you had read previously. No, I did read a letter from uh, Hillaby, who was... uh, Offering GLers yeah, the chance I, I remember oh, that's that what one. to yeah, apply for a teaching position at that school. Okay. Yeah. And for all I know, some have. I haven't personally received any emails from prospective teachers at the uh, It's quite a commute at the Guffey Colorado School. But if it's if that's your thing and you love the outdoors and you love teaching, how could you do better than this? Right. Jeez. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Jeez. Only because they come to us. Just a minute. Uh, what's this? Uh, only because they come to us. From where, Joe? Well, we're we're down in. Uh, we're still down in Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the traveling Lymans. It was on this day, December first, in eighteen fifty-five, at the Washington Navy Yard. Susan L. Mann christened the steam frigate Minnesota with a bottle of Minnesota water. That's on April it. 6th. What? They yeah. went for the expensive stuff, huh? Yeah, right. On April sixth of the previous year. Congress had authorized construction of this ship and coincidentally the fritter Merrimack, rebuilt as <laughs> That'd be Frigate Merrimack. What did I say? No. You said fritter. Forgot the frigate, frigate. Hey. <laughs> uh, rebuilt as a Confederate ironclad and renamed the Virginia. It attacked the Minnesota during the Civil War. Oh, that's weird. Huh? On this day, oh, December 1st. in 1856, the first issue of Ignatius Donnelly's newspaper, the Immigrant Aid Journal, was published in Philadelphia. The publication encourages recent immigrants to move to, move. to Nininger. A town Donnelly had founded on the Mississippi River downstream from St. Paul. Although 1,000 people lived there at its peak, the town eventually failed. The editor of the Immigrant Aid Journal was A.W. McDonald, who later edited Scientific American. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The Civil War thing, why would they have needed a big ship? There serious, was, serious there, question. There, I mean, there was there was fighting at sea. I mean, the Confederates had a submarine for God's sakes. Yeah, monitor so they, in the Merrimack. Yeah. You've heard of that? They go out to the Atlantic and duke it yes, out. Yes, yes. Interesting. Why do you think there's a, a fort at Charleston, South Carolina? <laughs> well, that's on land. No, the fort is out at sea. Is this a bit, Matthew? Matthew, no, is, I, I was, it was a serious question yeah. that puzzled oh, me. Uh, uh, on this day, I don't think they had snowmobiles on a trailer, though. No, I mean, on they this were day, in 1860, the state's first book quality paper, manufactured at the Cutter and Seacom Paper Mill in St. Anthony, is used in the Minnesota Farmer and Gardener, an, an agricultural, agricultural magazine. magazine. In 1941. On this day, December 1st, against a background of war in Europe and a bitter pro and anti-union activity in the Twin Cities, 18 members of the Socialist Workers' Party are found guilty in Minneapolis on account of conspiring to undermine the loyalty of U.S. military forces and 
of publishing material advocating the overthrow of the government. Vincent R. Dunn, a a leader in Teamsters Local 544 and other defendants... Are, however, found not guilty on account of seditious conspiracy. To overthrow the government by force. Five more defendants, also party... Members are acquitted on both counts. On this day, finally on this day... 1201. 1982, Clement Hoppers died in St. Paul. In the same Ramsey Hill house in which he was born in 1900. Wow. Known for developing the Minnesota State Fair Art Show into a major exhibition of local work. He also led the Works Progress Administration's Federal Art Project in Minnesota throughout his career. Yeah, Halpers insisted that artists should support themselves without government grants. This is a good guy. In this vein, when asked... To give art students a lecture on how to survive financially. Hoppers responded, sure, that'll be 150 bucks. Huh. But ing bang boom. Little, See, he was practicing right, what he was right, preaching, exactly. Matt. Got it. You guys are like Hall and Oates, man. Yeah. This is, we end up <laughs> yeah, suing, suing each other. Suing Joe. Yeah. Uh, Rook, you got to do a little Civil War homework. Yeah, those big freighters out there coming up to old Virginia. Knocking it right in the bay. West Virginia. Take me home. Your defense defense is to mock history and those who know it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Quit learning stuff. Right. (laughs) Boats everywhere. Boats flying everywhere up and down the Mississippi. Submarines going through Lock and Dam. Help me, God. Lock and Dam. Right by the Ford plant, they're going to stop, steal some cars from Henry Ford and his tunnels. Stop at Fort Snelling for a bite to eat. Any, anyway. Hitting up the Taco Bell on West 7th. Anyway. YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube for free. It's, uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Hey, town council people, go to garagelogic.com and sign up if you haven't already. Joe just signed a bunch of huge newbie certificates, so thank you to those newbies. The town council's fantastic job.